Episode 33, Diamond Dreams Miami up and in. Man, that beat's so good. So damn good. <laughs> and he's a hell of a coach. Team Green. <laughs> Playoffs. Again, thank you to DJ a- ADSR, right? ADSR underscore music. Wilbur Reyes. Great Mu- stuff, man. Music artist. Artistry. Listen, listen to that. So good. So good. We, we need get, to start freestyling, Mike. We can listen to some music all day if we want. Yep. Absolutely. We won't have a podcast. We'll just play Wilbur's music. We'll have to make some reels with this music. <laughs> but welcome once again to episode 33. 33, man. Wow, that's a nice. lot. Nice. Just started the other day. Who wore some uh, some number thirty threes? I don't know. More like basketball thirty threes, yeah. maybe. Yeah, three's a good number though. Yeah, absolutely. Babe Ruth twice. Hey, there you go. Double double babe. Double babe. <laughs> but again, Wilbert, thanks for for the music. Uh, we appreciate it. And as always, we're gonna talk a little bit more about you know what transpired this weekend. Some one of us celebrated one of our birthdays, but. First of all, this is brought to you by Diamond Miami Academy. Wrapping up the spring, getting ready for playoffs, getting ready for summer ball. Boys of we summer ready? are here. The boys of summer. Time to train. Get ready for fall. Can't con, wait. Con tremendo calor. It's going to be hot. It's going to be, it's gonna be hey, a hot summer, man. Can't hide the sun, though. Playing an outdoor activity. Nope. nope. <laughs> Playing an outdoor activity. But <laughs> a lot of the MLB it. teams are like. Got to get after it. Concha, let's just put a, un techo, put right? the roof. Put the roof. <laughs> it's a good idea. I like that. AC on. Let's do it. D D D Dome. Oof. <laughs> Triple D. Triple D. <laughs> <laughs> and also brought to you by Armando Alvarez. That's me. I'm a realtor. Um, if you guys need to buy, sell, just want some advice, let me know. Just uh, got a couple under contract yesterday. A uh, couple from uh, Costa Rica. Another couple that's buying up in... in um, What's it called? Plantation up in Broward. So see, I move around. It's just not Dade and the beach and all that. Mike, I moved to, uh, you know, Broward County. I, I visit there every now and then. So you got to follow the money. got to follow the money. got to follow the money. Follow the opportunity. So let me know, you know, and uh, 33, episode 33, that's 10 less than 43, which is what I turned this past Monday, May 1st. 43, Amandito. I've known old, you for man. over 20 years. Yep. Since we were at FIU. FIU. FIU seems like if it was like El Otro Dia, and here we are <laughs> like 20-something years later. So, yeah, I turned 43, uh, spend it with family and friends. We had a, a party here in this same backyard, which was nice. Great party. Great party. A lot of people came, and thanks to everybody that came through and everybody that called and, and or, or wrote to me and wished me um, a happy birthday, I got a badass gift from my brother. I saw that. He got me an SSK glove. I saw that. 11 and a half. A old school. Amanda, you're going to have to get on the diamond, bro. Amanda, I know that you're, you turned <laughs> 43, and you're, you're saying you just felt it was yesterday. Amanda, but the body does not feel the, like it no, was yesterday. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> man, I was talking to someone about this earlier because they're like, man, you know, okay, 43, you're only as old as you feel, right? And yeah, in my head, I feel like I'm 20-something. You know, I mean, mature, right? But you still, you know, you, like I, I like to joke around. I'm always saying the same jokes, messing around with all my friends. You know, I'm always up for a good laugh. Always up to meet people. You know, I'm very active. I I, I love it, right? Uh, but yes, Mike, the body says otherwise. <laughs> and, you know, the way I put it, I, I tell people, listen, a 30-something-year-old athlete, major leaguer, NBA player, NFL player, yes, they have wear and tear in their body, but they train for for that. That's what you train for every single year. And these people are 30-something. They slow down. 
They can't see the ball that well anymore. Their reflexes aren't all there. And it's time to retire. Imagine a 43-year-old, you know, who I don't really do much these days. You know what I mean? So the other day, um, I'm at Swing Kings with, uh, you know, with, with Anderson and um, Albert's with AJ and BB's with uh, Benjamin. And BB says, hey, let's, let's go take some cuts. Big mistake. And I was like, let's do it. The last time I took some cuts, my forearm was killing me. So I, I, I so BB went, got tokens for everybody, two for each. So I, I started stretching out. Man, let me stretch all that forearm, my, my arms. Okay, stretch all that out. I went in there, first round, fine. Did very well, 70 miles per hour, I was happy. I was like, man, should I just, you know, call it a day? No, Sh- I should have. I, I should have. I went for the second round, and all of a sudden I take a swing. It was like my seventh race swing, and I feel a pain right in my groin. And I had hernia surgery <laughs> last October. And I was like, did I just mess this up again? Am I going to have to have surgery because I wanted oh, to hit a round, an extra round at Swing Kings? So I've, I've been calling my the surgeon's office. I've already called like three times this week. Like, hey, so, you know, do you think it's this? I'm going to go next week. I'm going to get it checked out. They don't think it's, you know, I'm going to have another surgery or anything. I, I think in the last 20, but, 22 but sh- years shit, I've been man. there, I've taken like 10, 10 rounds. That's it. That's it. It's dangerous. <laughs> You know, I, I especially in you know it's funny because, you know, I've been with the academy now ten years, and I used to do a lot of game coaching. You know, now I kind of do a little bit of everything. But this week, I scheduled myself to go to a couple back-to-back games two days in a row. I could, I couldn't, I couldn't get to the second day, <laughs> just because it's different. I'm older. The throwing, the in between games. I'm gonna be forty-four now. You were just turned forty-three. I'm gonna be forty-four. So. I'm definitely feeling it, man. I started getting. You know getting, what I mean? I, I know what you're talking about. Like I feel it. I started getting these like random pains like a few weeks ago, like right there, like on top yeah. top of the shoulder, and and the first thing I think of, I'm like, am I getting arthritis? Because it hurt there, and it and it started hitting hurting in my elbows. It's wild, man. And I'm like, what the hell? So then, um, I have to, you know. You got to take care of your body, guys. You know. So like, I I ended up going and getting um a good deep massage and that did you know that did the trick but man like it can't be that a week after hitting in the batting cages i'm still feeling it like my lower back i mean it's it, it's it's a mess but <laughs> but yeah you know it it, it it's that's the part that sucks so your your body your body's gonna age and there's nothing and you can do real. about it and it's real there's nothing you can do about it if i'm on the couch for too long and i gotta get up it's gonna take me a little bit to get those knees going. Start, Listen, feeling, I start feeling things. It's wild, man, and it's it's scary, man. I won't the vision mention, now. I have to with the vision a little oh bit. God, I'm beginning yes. to have to move things away a little bit. Like things I thought would never happen to me <laughs> are happening. You know. And I always think like, oh, how could I how could I revert back to how? And it's like there's no reverting back. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough growth hormone to revert that. No. Back. And listen, I'm not gonna mention any names, but there's a f- two moms that I know of at Diamond Dreams and two moms that I know of at St. Brendan that have gotten hurt. You know, torn ligaments in the ACL and the uh, and the ankles and the Jackson's mom, right? Jackson's mom has a she, ACL. she had yeah, she tore her ACL. And a couple of moms at uh, Gonzalez. Jesus Christ, man. Dude, it's uh rehab is not the same when you're older unless you're Bryce Harper. Right, unless you're Bryce Harper <laughs> yeah, who came back Giancarlo, super quick. Chuck Carlos Dan, other than that, you're in trouble. Man, so Bryce Harper, and that's a great segue, Mike, uh, into Bryce Harper because he came back. And we'll talk two things, you know. It, it, it's funny because I, I used to work in I used to work in television, and in television you do a rundown, and you follow the rundown. But I was always like a, a more spur-of-the-moment kind of guy. As a producer, yeah, you got to maintain it because – Listen, you know, people people that are on the other side of the camera are going to depend on on the order of things. Me personally, I go with whatever's relevant. You just gave a great segue into Bryce Harper, and that <laughs> wasn't like that? the first thing I had here. It was the second thing. But we're going to talk about Bryce Harper, and then we're going to talk about something that I had <laughs> even lower because it's going to it's going to matter. So Bryce Harper comes back from Tommy John surgery. And and yes, he's not a pitcher, so it's not. But but, dude, this guy recovered great. Less than six months. He's back. 
He's going to be great. I mean, because it's Bryce Harper. I have no doubt. I, He's the man. He's a stud. You know what I like about that situation? He didn't milk it. No. And Armando, I hate to say it, but guys milk it. <laughs> guys, milk, guys who have I these bet. big contracts and get these injuries, they milk it, bro. Dude, this guy's back in six months trying to play a different position, first base, to get back sooner. Yep. You know what I mean? I just think that that's just the way this guy's built. I just think that's who he is. You know what I mean? If he, if he destroys it, met, just do it again. And I just think that's who he is. Remember, this guy was the LeBron James of, of baseball. Yeah. You know, when LeBron came up and they were broadcasting his games and all that, um, and he was a phenomenon, Bryce Harper was that guy in baseball. Mm-hmm. I remember those videos of him in, in Las Vegas, you know, hitting – 400-something-foot bombs when he was, like, 14, 15 Yeah, he didn't old. go to – he didn't do his junior and senior year in high school. He went to a ju- – finished yeah. school, went to junior college as a junior in high school, went to junior college with Wood, 30 homers. Kid's a beast. Deserves it, man. Happy for no, the guy. He, he's awesome. And so, yeah, Bryce Harper is back. But one crazy thing, you said it was, um, you know, about six months. And during that time, Mike, Bryce Harper – Bryce Harper finished the season, had Tommy John surgery, rehabbed, came back, is playing again. And in that entire time, none, zero, Oakland A starters has won, have won a game. Isn't that crazy? Zero. That's wild, man. Just yesterday, one of their Inside. pitchers was pitching a no-hitter yeah. in the seventh inning. They took him out. Yeah. And guess what happened? The bullpen. <laughs> The bullpen, like oh yeah, and they had twenty five hundred people there the other day. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they got big. No, Las I, Vegas, right? Yeah, they're, they're gonna go to Las Vegas. It's a sad situation, That's you know. Be I nice. mean, you know, ownership plus the city of Oakland not doing much for for the team. You know, it's unfortunate because of the history of of that team. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. you talk about the Oakland A's. Um, you know, before obviously there were Philadelphia, they moved to Oakland, and and you had uh, you know, Reggie Jackson playing out there. Bird Campaneris, um, you know, then you had in the 80s those teams with uh, Maguire, Canseco, Dave Stewart, Dave Henderson, Ricky Henderson, on and on and on. I mean, story yeah. teams. And then you had Moneyball with, you know, the Giambis and, and all those guys, Eric Chavez, and they made a movie about them. And now this team's not going to be in Oakland anymore. Yeah, it's sad, man. It's sad because um, I, I, I don't even think winning can cure that situation in Oakland. You know no. what I mean? And, you know, for me, we're the Diamond Dreams Athletics because of the Oakland Athletics, you know, because of Kinseiko and, and all those guys, the white uniforms, you know, the long hair, the white shoes. Like, you know, that's who we are, you know. And, and to me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the move um, for, to Las Vegas because I just don't think you can get more to the bottom of the barrel than where they're at. You know what I mean? So sad. But, you know, I'm okay with it because, hey, we got to do something. We can't just leave that like that. And that's crazy. You, know? you had both both um, NFL and Major League Baseball, I mean, Major League Baseball and NFL teams from Oakland to Las Vegas because the, Ra- yep. <laughs> the Raiders yep. are there and uh, the A's are following. And, man, Ve- Vegas. It's gone well for the Las Vegas um, Absolutely. Raiders, I mean, right? You know, that the, the, the whole thing was about the gambling, right? And that's why for years no teams would, would want to move there. Uh, or were allowed to move there, right? But but man, Vegas is a big city. I mean, Vegas, you go for any boxing fight, people are there. You know, you're. Let's see for baseball how it is. It's a it's a long season, 80, 81 home games. Uh, for football, you know, you have eight eight to nine home games plus playoffs. You know, it makes a little bit more sense. Plus, you have people that stay there for the weekend, go there on Sundays right. and all that. Let's see. I mean, I'm hopeful. Vegas is a city that. I mean, definitely never sleeps. People are there all the time. Uh, people are awake. And um, there's going to come a time, you know, some people are going to be like, hey, you know what, let's go catch a baseball game for a few innings, come back and uh, gamble our life savings away. Is the uh, is the hypocrisy going to be when there's a casino in the stadium? I don't I don't know. I don't even know anymore what um, – what, what, if there's any hypocrisy <laughs> anymore. Because, yeah, the – Dude, you put on any baseball hey, game. Pete, any- hey, Pete. Hey, Pete, you can't gamble on the game. Right, but. We're going to throw a team in Vegas. Yeah. And and in every every boxing fight, 
every football game now. Like you see these bet no sé qué, bet MGM, bet three six five, bet no sé qué. Want to make a bet right now? But Pete Rose, it's so easy. DraftKings and all those things. It's come on. Can't believe we're still talking about this. Put in Pete. That's you it. know what I mean? <laughs> I, I mean, we're still talking about this shit. I mean, I don't know if, if, oh if, if it's just dude, one of those things. De viejo, holding grudges with each other por gusto, man. You know, like give me a break already. Why are we still talking about this? And I know that Faye you Vincent. Know? I remember he he held it up because Bart Giamatti had banned him, and and then Giamatti had a heart attack and died. So I don't know if if as one of those things like Gonya, we want to like not go back on Giamatti's word, but you. I mean, at this point, like, ask Paul Giamatti, Bart's kid, if, if he cares, you know? I mean, Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame, plain and simple. He's got more hits than anybody. Yeah, I mean, shit, there's people that have, that have look, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the people that defends, like, the steroid era because everybody was doing it. If it was just one or two guys, sure. I'll, I'll tell you, hey, listen, A-Rod, Canseco, whatever, they were all using it, right? So I'm, I don't hate on that era. Because they were entertaining the crap out of all of us. MLB loved the chase. They were all shaking hands and making a ton of freaking money when when McGuire and Sosa were going at it. Prime time. I remember those games prime time, man. And and so many people watching. So they they loved it. And then oh no, now, now we need to now we need to do something about it. And they did something about it. And even though I defend the steroid era, that actually affected the game because people were hitting more home runs. There was a, a change in performance. What Pete Rose did was bet on his own team. How the hell is, is that going to affect anything? Now, if he bets against him and he's throwing games, that's one thing. That's not what he did. It's time to move on, bro. You know what that's I mean? It. It's just, this is the guy who's got the most hits is to be where he's got to be, you know? And now you can bet... For the team or against the team. Yep. <laughs> From anywhere you want I mean, in look, the world. The, the NFL right you know now, what I mean? the NFL's busting um, players for betting. And some of them are getting suspended for, you know, six games to a year or whatnot. Jameson Williams from the Lions got six games. Some of his other teammates got a year and got cut because they're not as good as Jameson Williams. Um, so, y yes, you, you got to keep tabs on that. I get it. I, I understand. But... Come on, man. It's been 30-something years already. How about on the flights when they're playing cards for high amounts of money? Is how that gambling? Of course. And how, how many NBA... Oh, that's just illegal. How many, right, it's illegal. <laughs> how many NBA players, you know, have gambled their their life away? You know, Billy Corbin made that, that um, 30 for 30 some years ago broke where they show a bunch of former athletes who are, are broke and they gambled their life away. And, you know, you never know in one of these – yeah, sure, okay. I'm not going to mention any players, but X player bets, not even on a game. It's at the tables. You know, you ask some of these people for, for credits. Hey, come on, man. I'm, I'm down. I'll get you back. I need some money. You gamble that away. Who's to say that now one of these casino bosses or some mobsters like, hey, fulano, you know what? You're throwing the next game. You need to miss every shot, throw five interceptions, strike out every single at bat. But oh, that's fine. But Pete Rose can bet on his own team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's wild. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so look, it's gonna be nice having Oakland there. Uh, it, it's gonna be um, great. It's gonna be great. I think it's gonna be a hit. You know the, the uniforms won't really be altered because you know the that age logo is gonna yeah. remain. Um, let's see the ones that they throw the Las Vegas on. See what that looks like. I hope they keep it. I hope they keep it G. They need to keep the same colors. I hope they keep it Gucci. I hope so. Absolutely. I hope so. And one thing that I... So there's things that we hope that stay, right? Like DA's colors, the uniforms, the, the story of that team, right? You know, from Philly to Oakland, now to Las Vegas. One thing that cannot stay, Mike... Is Aaron Boone as manager of the Yankees? Guy's got to go. The guy's got to go, or that ship he has got to turn around quick. He should have gone two years ago, and and I'm convinced that Aaron Boone has some blackmail on <laughs> on Steinbrenner <laughs> because two years ago he couldn't cut it, right? 
There were rumors about him being fired. They signed him for like two, three years. Last year again, same papelazo. Made the playoffs, early exit. And they keep Aaron Boone. I remember one of the first podcasts we did, I made a graphic with like eight guys. I should look it up. With eight guys. And I put who should manage the, the, the Yankees. And, dude, we're talking about this like a long time later. You know, about Aaron Boone. This team is now 16 and 15 in last place. The Yankees are in last place. I mean, could you could you believe that? Not with that roster and not with that payroll. Um, Armando, you know, for me, I I kind of think the culture and the system in New York requires an older manager. I don't think these young managers have enough clout or will give enough respect for these guys, like these superstars that they have. I just don't – man, I like Buck Walter. You know what I mean? Like, that's a guy, when I look at a manager, like, I kind of see him, the way he is, the way he treats the guys, the way he builds teams. Like, he's, to me, he's the guy. But obviously, he's work, he's New York, he's right? with the Mets, he's yeah. with the Mets now. <laughs> but to me, they need somebody like that, some type of presence like that. Not yeah. a young guy. It's got to be a veteran guy, man. And I think this guy, Aaron Boone's got to go, unless that ship turns around. But Look, I know they have I injuries. I know, I know Judge is injured now. Rodone had a setback. You know, he had arm issues, and now he has back issues. And this is a guy that I was counting on to win 20 games this year. So, yeah, when those issues happen, it sucks. But, look, Domingo Herman was – and I remember I, I spoke to you that night, and I told you, did you watch what the Yankees just did? I think you had a game or something. So you're like, no, no, I missed it. What happened? So Domingo Herman was pitching basically a, a gem. A gem. Under, like – at the time, it was like under 90 pitches. Um, he had given up like two hits. He gave up one run in the ninth inning. And out comes Aaron Boone and takes him out and brings in Clay Holmes and they blow the game. 3 2. Um, look, I pulled up the graphic that I had made. This was all the way in one of our first episodes. Who should be the next manager of the Yankees? Because Armando was convinced that Aaron Armando's Boone right. was, was gone. Armando, who, what pitcher did they bring out? Clay Holmes. So with that arsenal, it's not going to get by that guy? That yeah. Guy, that's the guy to bring out? Clay Holmes comes out. He's their closer because, you know, Cashman so couldn't get him up. So in, in a slide when you're in last place and you need to get out of it and you're about to win a game, that's the guy the brain triggers to? And not only that, but stick with Herman. The guy was pitching a gem. I'd rather... He, of course. Mike, I don't even think of he course. got to 90 pitches. Amanda, who cares about pitch count right there? You got to save your season. Who cares about pitch count right now? If he throws 90, 95, 100, 105, I go out there and I say, Pops, let's get this shit going. Win this game. You know what I mean? And he would have done it too. <sighs> Arm cares a bit too much, man. Look, so I had Mattingly, still a possibility, not my favorite, my favorite player of all time. Yes. As a manager, not my favorite. But he's there with the Blue Jays now. Possibility. Veteran manager. Managed the Dodgers. Managed the Marlins. Eh. I'm, I'm going eh. to keep one for the end. Who you like. Then Paul O'Neill. Has never managed, but he's in the booth. Former Yankee. No thanks. Also David Cohn. No same thanks. deal. I would want to see David Cohn as pitching coach. So that I'll sign up for. Joe Espada. I can see David Cohn as a manager. I could too. But I'd like to see him as a pitching coach first. He was nasty. He was nasty, and I think he has a lot to bring the the pitchers. Uh, I have Joe Espada here. I have Carlos Beltran, would also be a first-time manager since he didn't really get to manage after the whole thing. But the one I know you'll like, Joe Madden. Joe Madden's a veteran. One with Tampa Bay, one with the Cubs. Um, and, Armando, and, I like it. I and like this that. guy could be that veteran. Right. I like that. It's not bad. You know the one guy, young guy, that I take a gamble on right now? Who's that? Yadier Molina. Yadier Molina would be a good pick. If I'm, if I'm Steinbrenner a, a great pick. and I want to build a manager for the next 15, 20 years, how they used to do it when they kept guys for a long time, I'm rolling the dice on Yadier Molina being one of the best managers that's yeah. going to be out there. Or look, and I'm I'm not opposed to them doing what they did back 
in 90... You know Raul Ibanez? In 95. Raul Ibanez will be a great choice, too. Um, Raul, Raul Ibanez will be a great choice. Former former Yankee. Um, has had experience, you know, uh, in the league as well. And in back in 90, 95, after they fired Showalter, they went out and, and hired Joe Torre. Look, Joe Torre... After he built the team? Joe, but Joe, Tor- <laughs> Joe Torre was a guy that had managed before and hadn't had success. Walked into a great team. And, and dude, he won and won some more and won some more. Walked into a great team. But he Joe Walter built, built, built that team. He walked into you know? a great team. But, you know, Torre was a veteran. So yes. maybe Lightning will strike twice. You, know, you, you, bring, you bring a veteran in and you get the job done. Yeah. All I know, Mike, is the Yankees have to freaking win. Because it's been winning. way too long already that's since the last one of World Way series. too big of a payroll. And of a team, that's yeah. the team. Yeah. They should at least be in the World Series. Whether they win or lose, whatever. But they should at least be, be in the playoffs. in the World <laughs> Series. <laughs> yeah, man. Get way, to the World winning, Series. Winning, winning, like, winning's hard, man. Hey, winning's hard. Okay. Yeah, Aaron Boone. Tampa Bay, averaging 17,000 a night. It's not bad. First place. Not bad. And it's going to only increase. Second lowest. Budget and the league. And you know why that attendance isn't higher? Because that stadium sucks. The stadium sucks. <laughs> stadium sucks. My, my, it's the one I hate the most in, the in, in MLB. But, but they're getting a new one. But they're getting a new one. They're winning. They got enough people in there to keep it adequate. You know what I mean? How do they do it? How they do they do, do it, it, Armando, that every year this is they... Like- they Get rid of guys, and you say to yourself, oh, they're dismantling. And then the guys that they bring in are better it's and a- cheaper and cheaper. Mr. Peñata made that point today. He goes, see, los de plaza son más barato y mejor. How do they do it? So my, you know what my answer was? That's ingrained already. That's a culture already. They have the right people in place mm-hmm. that know exactly how they get the squeeze the juice out of their players. And tell them, hey, bro, you're at the top. You know, they, whatever it is that they do. But every year with a different group of players, they're the best team in the league. Top five. Top they, five. They're doing what Oakland used to do. That they used to get rid of guys and bring in cheaper, younger I, I <laughs> guys. Thought about you, I thought about you today about the Oakland thing because you know what the Oakland organization would be perfect for right now? And you say it all the time. Oye, who's the first – the best first baseman we have in the minor league organization. That one. Yeah, put him in the bring, big leagues. Bring him in. Who's the best second baseman we have? Doesn't matter his age. Who's the best guy? That guy. Bring put him, him in. Who's the best shortstop? At the 19 years old, bring him up. Who's the best guy? I know the best guy we have is a 25-year-old third baseman. Bring him up. Who's the best? And that's it. Yep. That's it. That's what you do. That's what you do because it's not going to make a difference. No. And, and, you're, and you're logging valuable time for these young guys, which are either going to cut it or they're not. I'm on the playing in front of people makes a huge difference. Yeah. When I was in the minor leagues, I played it with some teams, you know, Columbus Red Sticks, bro. We got like 20 people a night. It was really bad. Then you go to these stadiums and you got 5,000 people there. You know, it's different. It's different. It's a different feel. It's everything's better when there's people in the stands. And then, then it's not supposed to affect you. You got to perform at your best. Yes, of course, you have to. But you get a little more when there's people in the stands. Absolutely. You know? So. One one guy that's um, you know we may see down the road, Mike. Who, who knows? Maybe he'll maybe he'll make an appearance with the uh, Oakland slash Las Vegas A's at some point. Trevor Bauer. So Bauer, you know, he had been pitching in the J- Japanese minor leagues. Finally debuts with the uh, Yokohama Bay Stars. First first professional start in 22 months. Uh, pitched seven innings, allowed one run, struck out nine. And his team, the Bay Stars, beat the Hiroshima Toyo Carp four to one. How soon is he back in the in the bigs? You think? Mm. Talking about you know back back to the whole Pete Rose thing with Armando. with forgiveness. Is this guy not going to be forgiven? Eke, what he did is not anybody's problem. What he's did what what he did affected nobody. He had a relationship with a woman. You know what I mean? Like, why is this guy not pitching in the big leagues right now? And this upsets me. It bothers me because this guy is a freaking crazy talent. 
Like for a baseball fan like myself, like this guy deserves to be in the MLB. Now, pila delinquents in the NFL. Pila delinquents. Oh, yeah, John Morant was pulling guns on 17-year-old kids at basketball courts playing street games. An, an NBA superstar was pulling a gun on a 17-year-old kid. And Trevor Bauer can't pitch. Mike, don't, don't even go so far. In today's Marlins game, a gentleman that plays for the A's who, like, hit his, his wife is still playing in the bigs. But Marcelo saying, Zuna. man, it can't be. Yeah, yeah, and he got rusted. So it can't be like this, man. We can't have a two-tier system of who gets in trouble and who doesn't. We can't. The problem with Trevor Bauer is that he's been always very, very, very outspoken against the commissioner. He's been very, very <laughs> outspoken against a lot against of things lot of in the people. league. It's a lot of people. But you know what they did? They stuck it to him. And that's what they did because that's what, that's what mean people do. They stick it to you. And they try to screw you. And that's what they're doing to Trevor Bauer. Any MLB team that's in contention that picks up Trevor Bauer is putting yourself in a very good position to win a World Series. Can you imagine Trevor Bauer going to Tampa Bay? Right? Tampa Bay says, oh, you know what? Oh, yeah, come oh, play for bro. me for a million dollars. And now you throw Trevor Bauer in Tampa Bay. Mira. <laughs> All that's in on it. Tampa. World Series. Okay. It's crazy, man. It's and look, a- accusations are accusations. A lot of people get accused, you know, and, and, you know, may he rest in peace, but Kobe Bryant got accused one time of something very bad, and that went to court. I mean, Kobe Bryant was very close to going to jail for a very long time. And instead, you know, dodged he... Dodged the bullet. Dodged the bullet. He was found not guilty because, you know, you're... You're presumed innocent first, and then you go. You know, you go to you go to court. Stuff happens. The justice system found them not guilty, and Kobe Bryant went to have a magnificent career, NBA ambassador, and I don't remember anybody calling for Kobe Bryant to be suspended for life because of an accusation. Of course not. Of course not. But again, we live in a two-tier system here, brother. You know, some get in trouble and some don't. And I'm gonna tell you something right now. But, but you're right. I think it's because Bauer is outspoken. Is outspoken. He's outspoken. And he doesn't give a shit. And, you know, his thing happened during a time where, you know, there was a lot of Me Too stuff going on here with women and stuff like that, and, and he got stuck in that. But I'm going to tell you something. I know you don't like the Houston Astros. A lot of people don't like the Houston Astros. Some people call them cheaters, right? Watch Jeez. out with Houston Astros signing Trevor Bauer. Watch out. And I'm telling you right now, if they do that, every pitcher that goes to Houston – Gets better. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you've noticed spin rates, everything, and that's perfect well, they, for what he likes. They, they just uh, watch out with Houston Astros signing Trevor Bauer. Watch they just, out. They just lost one of their pitchers. Watch last out, night. And guys. Remember, this can happen. You wake up in the morning, and they're gonna be on a flight back home. Like they pick up these guys. MLB yep. comes calling. They're coming back. You call but Manfred and you tell him, "Hey, buy him out, and that's back. it." Watch out with Houston. That's all I'm saying. And if it is, you gotta be very careful. And look, and we and we do take we do take the whole thing of you know these accusations, you know. Sexual or violent, very, very serious, you know. Um, but if if this guy gets, you know, he's proven that he did not do what, what he was accused of doing. And, you know, at, at some point, you know, a lot of these guys get second chances. And I just mentioned a guy, and even Domingo Herman got accused of domestic violence. I, you know, I, and, and it was it was proven, you know. I mean, there, there was like bruises and, and yeah. pictures and stuff. And these guys are still pitching in, in the majors, you know, um, that, that I like a lot less than, you know, Trevor Bauer, you know, did apparently something consensual, got accused of something and, and he's sitting out for, you know, who knows how long, but let's see, let's see what happens. You know, um, he's a hell of a pitcher, immature, but he's a hell of a pitcher. Yeah, let's see what happens. You know, and let's, let's see, what, see what, happens. what happens with him in, in Japan. And, uh, Mike, so, oh my God, we've been talking about this every single week. The new rules. The new rules. The new rules. And our boy, David Vela, went to a game. He said it went extremely it's fast. Too fast. <laughs> extremely fast. He said he got up to get something with Bryce, and when he came back, like, he missed, like, three yeah, years. Yeah, it's crazy. It was ridiculous. But we mentioned this a couple of times already, so... The other day when Cody Ballinger came up, first game back in L.A., standing ovation, and the umpire 
Strike one, violation. Yeah, the Pirates, too. The guy who got Mitty, Mitty, Matty, or whatever. Yep. Oldest oldest rookie in the league. The guy's been in the minor leagues for fucking 13 years. Yeah. Finally gets called up. Played with Mike. Going, yeah, going, <laughs> the guy, you know, they made a huge thing about it on, Strike on MLB one, Network. Violation. A huge thing on ESPN. You know, <laughs> he stuck with it. He stuck with it. He stuck with it. Going, yo, man, the guy comes and gets them in the ovation. And the guy starts his MLB career with a strike. Terrible. Absolutely ridiculous and then ridiculous and then you send the next day you send me the article that says that now mlb is requiring teams to give them a 24-hour notice if they think that one of the players may receive a standing ovation you mean to tell me that <laughs> to the umpire's room, mira. Dime. Oye, we have a guy today that's been in the minor leagues for 13 years. When he comes up to hit the first at bat, we're probably going to give him a standing ovation. Just extend him, I give four or five seconds. Oye, I got you. How many times is, is, is that situation where you're getting standing ovations happening a year, Armando? It's probably going to happen with Miguel Cabrera now and his once, one, his first at bat, right? Pero... Like other than a guy retiring and doing the 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 you know the the course whatever every team whatever, how many times are you you gonna do that? Guys don't get that many standing ovations. Like, it's, like you mean to tell me that we just can't figure it out on the fucking spot? It, it, we can't figure it out on the spot and say okay, oye oye oye, it's Miguel Cabrera. He's retiring. Going, you know, it's it's uh, we're in uh, Anaheim, and it's the last time he's going to be in Anaheim. And they're doing the pregame thing. Okay, his first at bat, we're going to give him a standing O. Let's give him an extension. I need to put in a written request for that boberia, for that common sense. Oh my God, MLB's getting ridiculous. Read, man. read the Jesus room. Christ. Read the room. You know, if an umpire, if an umpire can't read the room and can't understand that, then you shouldn't be umpiring. It, it's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. You know, it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But like you said, it doesn't happen that often. But, you know, let's, let's say Yadier Molina. Yadier Molina goes and manages the Yankees. And they're playing St. Louis. And right as he gives his lineup card, they give him a standing ovation for like 20 minutes because it's Yadier Molina. What's going to happen? Are they going to start calling outs? Because, you know, it, it's ridiculous. Amando, it's it's so really stupid. Like, what, what what the hell are they going to... So I guess what Kyle Ripken did where he ran around the whole stadium, that shit oh, wouldn't no. fly nowadays, no? Amando, eh, I sent For, you the... Forfeit, I, forfeit I sent you. I sent you the metric, and I shared it on my social media. I hope you guys saw it. They're saving 29 minutes. Amando, yep. we're doing all of this for 29 minutes? But some games are going a lot quicker. Right, but on average, so... We're doing this for 29 minutes, bro? Crazy. And, Mike, something that, you know, we're, we're, we don't know how many minutes. How I'm the concession not, sales down? Probably down. Got to be down. Probably down. Konya, they're extending it a couple more innings, but. Amando, but yeah, so. me and you spent an hour and a half in the parking garage. <laughs> Amando, they're saving, Without moving. Amando, they're saving 29 minutes. That That's. That's nothing. Nope. <laughs> That's nothing. And they're just aggravating people. Oh my God. I saw today that they asked MLB players uh, whether, what do they like? What's their favorite rule? And one guy, I forgot who it was, said, there's nothing I like. <laughs> there's like nothing. Nothing. Other guys, you know, were a little bit more political. I like this. I like that. A couple of pl players like uh, like Higgy over at uh, with the Yankees, he said uh, that he doesn't like playing 18 innings. So... He likes the ghost runner because, hey, you know, helps it go a little quicker. But, but yeah, I agree with the guy that said nothing. The only thing that I, <laughs> I like, like is the, like I told you, the in-between two minutes and 15 seconds yeah, makes the, the guys the get in and like out. Make the guys get in and out, and, hey, let's get this going. You know I like what the I mean? shift being gone. But I'm, I'm not opposed to innings being long because they just happen to be long. And in between right. innings, you speed it up, you know? But. Yep, absolutely. One, uh, one funky story, which uh, Bibi Perejrora sent me, uh, so Max Muncy, Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Bruce Dark, Graterol, and Evan Phillips all went on paternity leave like in the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly nine months after the All-Star game in Los Angeles. They got after it, huh? 
Hell of a time. Hell of a party. <laughs> Hell of a time there, Listen, guys. So, I've uh, been to two All-Star games when I worked in management. I went to Arizona. I went to Kansas City. I went to the Marucci parties. Went to all those after parties, stuff like that. The dinners, stuff like that. All-Star games are a great time, Armando. <laughs> the next time it's here in Miami, we got to we hopefully Didi Miami podcast. We'll do something on site there. But um, All-Star games are great times. It's like, it's like team no sleep. Just, just hopefully we're not getting anybody, anybody pregnant. No, <laughs> that's no. just our wives, you know. I mean, but <laughs> but they, you know, the, those All Star games are good times, man. Awesome. No, party. I, um, I, I didn't go to the last one down here, man. I, and I should have. We should regret it. We should have. Yeah. Next pero, time we'll do it next no, time. We'll, or, and we'll, tra- or we'll travel. We'll, yeah, we'll travel for absolutely. an All Star game. Why the hell not? Uh, but you know, the Miami Heat are in the playoffs, Mike. Um, they are playing the Knicks, game one. Hell of a performance by Jimmy Butler. Turns his ankle there in the last quarter. But yesterday, man, they were they were shooting lights out. They had that game won. And the referees, man, they just went after the jugular. There was one play where the Heat miss a shot with the shot clock expiring. Clearly hits the rim. And um, Gabe Vincent gets it and lays it back in. And they called it a... Shot clock violation. And Eric Spolster screaming at the top of his lung, like, review. They didn't review it. Yeah. Amando, a little earlier you said you talked a little bit about um, the guy gambling, gets into a debt. The guy comes and tells him to fix a game. And I've always had this opinion. This isn't something that anybody told me. But from a very young age, I realized that the NBA refs are the easiest ones that can manipulate anything. MLB, not so much. NFL, yeah. But NBA, the little whistle, they can do anything they want with that. And I think the NBA is the most manipulated games on this planet. That's my opinion. There was a referee that went to jail. Armando, let me ask you a question. So you mean to tell me that on that shot that hit the rim and we got the layup – that they couldn't stop the game for 16 seconds, go to the thing, and it's going to be such a quick review because immediately you're going to see that the ball hit the rim, and then you're just going to, oh, yeah, two points, ball, take out the ball, I'm going to keep playing. You mean to tell me that the NBA does not have something in place in the playoff games, in the last five minutes of games, where that can be reviewed within 10 seconds? with somebody upstairs or somebody downstairs with an earpiece piece on, you mean to tell me the NBA does not have the ability to do that? Because what I've always said, and I'm a big fan of, is getting the call correct. Okay? Get the call correct. I'm okay with everything MLB's done with the replays. The MLB situation with the replays has gotten so smooth and so easy, it's a piece of cake. You're going to tell me the NBA can't do that? Right, no, and, and absolutely, and it reminds me, it's funny you say that because you're saying that... It's frustrating, man. to be correct. It's frustrating be because correctly. we're not talking about Diamond Dreams, T-Ball, Instructional League. We're not going to have a camera set up. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a multi-billion dollar operating machine that can't be stopped. Can't stop. Too big. How do we have these issues? Look, my, my good friend who... But how do we have these issues? It upsets me, man. It yep. frustrates me. <clears throat> you about, know? about getting the call correct, Mike, my good friend Ed Kaplan, who I used to work, work with, and uh, I was his producer at WQAM, he was, um, he was a very, um, you know, I mean, he's retired now. He was on the air a very long time um, doing sports, a sports show on WQAM. And I had the privilege of working with Ed, and I have the privilege of calling him a, a great friend. And Ed's a big baseball guy. And I was talking to him yesterday about the rule changes. This isn't like most of them like, like, like us, right? Um, he, um, you know, he talked about the whole thing with the pitch clock. He's like, look, I don't mind the pitch clock. I just don't like all the sub rules it should just be 30 seconds and that's it and Not nothing problem. else you look 30 up, when you seconds. Look up, you look you up whenever the hell it's fine and he told me one thing he goes the one thing i wish they would implement would be that a, a machine is the one that's calling the strikes and and balls and he goes because there's nothing he, t- he told me this yesterday he goes there's nothing more than i hate when somebody says 
Oh, but he's been calling that pitch all night. It's like, yeah. well, he's been calling it wrong all night then. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> it doesn't, Listen, it doesn't I, mean anything. I am super on board with an electronic laser beam system that, you know, lights up red or green because you want to get it right. Strike's right. Strike. But, but here's my question now. Does Jose Altuve have the same strike zone as Aaron Judge? In that situation, that to me is where it gets a little bit tricky. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm sure they can have the technology where, you know, they come up with a standard strike zone, bro. Oye, everybody gets measured. Oye, just so that you know, the system for you, based on your height, is going to be from here to here. And they give you the data points, and then that system can adjust because strike zones should change with the size of the batter. But look, uh, speaking of Aaron Judge... It's going to be interesting, but I'm on board for home plate stuff, and then you continue with the humans on the bases, and if they got to get reviewed, they get reviewed, and they get the limited reviews, and, and so on and so forth. But for home, I'm on board with that. Levon Hernandez wouldn't have had 16 strikeouts that no. game if we would have electronic strikes on. Mike, I watched that game recently, just because I, you know, I, I remember watching it that day, and I didn't watch it anymore. And you know, so much has been said over the years about Eric Gregg, and I remember Eric Gregg being... Extremely generous uh, with the strike calls. And I watched it the other day, and may he rest in peace, man, but what a fucking disaster. That was a disaster. Oh, my goodness, That last strikeout, the ball was like eight inches outside. It was ridiculous. (laughs) Fred McGriff couldn't have hit that with a a, a 40-inch bat. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay, you know, with electric strike zones, brother. Laser beams, but it's going to have to be an adjustable one. And we have the technology to do it. It, the, the, The beam can go... Like this and like this and adjust to the player. And that'll be cool because now the pitcher is going to have to really adjust to that hitter strike zone. It's pretty cool, I think. Look, Judge, last year, I think he was number one in in balls being called strikes because the umpires kept on calling low pitches on him, you know? So, and yeah. th- that's with a human there. So, yeah. you know, hopefully the machines do do a better job, Mike. Um one team that I th- think did a, a pretty good job last week, even though some some people didn't agree, were the Miami Dolphins. Um, look, they drafted Cam Smith in in, in the second round. He, he's a he's a cornerback, um, tall cornerback, you know, lanky guy, young guy, quick. Um, and Cam Cam Smith, he um, he fit. Some people say he doesn't fit a, a need, right? But but he fits a need. He fits a need for the for the Dolphins because the Dolphins have Xavier Howard and they have Jalen Ramsey mm-hmm. right now in, in that team. But Jalen Ramsey has already said that there's surprises coming. Could be a shift over to safety for Jalen Ramsey. So, you know, a, a lot of Dolphin fans are like, oh my God, why why Cam Smith? Because Cam Smith is a hell of a player. Why Cam Smith? Because he could play. He could play the position. And the reason I don't question it, Mike, is because right now, the biggest offseason move that Miami Dolphins made was to bring in Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator. The guy's a defensive genius. Their defensive co- If Josh Boyer had made that pick last year, I'd, I'd be like, okay, maybe I, I don't like it because Josh Boyer doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Vic Fangio does, and I trust him with that defense. And if he said to Chris Greer, give me Cam Smith, and Chris Greer gave him Cam Smith, there you go. I want Cam Smith. Yeah, they did their homework, and that was their first pick in the second round. I mean, they don't, that was their first pick of the draft, right? That was their first pick of the right. draft. So they, so they, they did their due diligence, Amando. They did their due diligence. They didn't waste time with that. And you then De- Devin, Devin O'Shane from, um, from um, Texas A&M, running back, five foot nine, not big. Under 200 pounds. Okay. But this guy, Mike, n- not only did I see him play in, in college, uh, but um, I followed some articles from when the season ended, you know, and, I, and it's not like I'm not going to lie and say, oh, man, I saw him and I'm like, I want the Dolphins to pick him. No, like, I liked him. Then the Dolphins needed, you know, need a, a young, good running back. But I liked him and I liked other guys as well. But the more I read about him, the more of the film I watched, the more I saw him run at the combine and all that, he fits the Mike McDaniel style of play. 
you know, they, they could throw him out to the, you know, run him wide, throw him, you know, throw him on a screen pass, um, switch it up, you know, with, with Mostert, with, with Wilson. And this is a guy that fits this team. So, yeah, he's 5'9", so is Aaron Jones with, with, the, with the Packers. So who cares? You know, the kid could play. I think a lot of Dolphin fans are going to be very happy with him. And, and he's a speedster. This team is building a track team, basically. You have Tyreek Hill, uh, Jalen Waddle, and now you have mm-hmm. this young rookie from Texas A&M who's a speedster, runs a, ran a 4-3-40. You're building a, a hell of a team out there. Like, I, I don't know how defenses are going to keep up with them. You see Tyreek Hill running in those uh, tracks, in those track meets, and <laughs> those world like, going to be good, man. The guy's but, a beast, but, but I'm, Amando, I'm excited. But what are we doing at quarterback? Man, I... I have a question for you. I, I, how, uh, how much did the $24 million option play into his decision to come back and not retire? Because I know he said he thought about retiring. I don't know. I mean... How much did the money play a, play I, a role in that? I like that option better for the Dolphins uh, because you keep... You keep him. You keep him on the cheap, right? Um, until he gets hit. Until he gets hit, but you you have a quarterback who played his butt off last year and 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 was doing great, other than the, until he got the concussions. Three times the concussions. the The last one he had against the Packers, he was playing his ass off. We were gonna win that game. Gets hit and throws like three straight interceptions. And the guy from the Packers even said that was a different player out there. That wasn't the same two we faced in the first half. He was seeing three, so, three guys out there. <laughs> and he kept on throwing it to the wrong one. But, but yeah, you know, I, if he's healthy, they're going to be fine. If he's not healthy, I am convinced, Mike, that Tom Brady is the quarterback of the Dolphins. Tom Brady the other day at, at um, what's it called? That they have it uh, emerge, emerge Miami. Uh, they interview him, and he talks about the Dolphins. Hey, you know, the Dolphins, hey. He doesn't say I'm. I'm still retired. I'm not gonna play for the Dolphins. He, he is living in Surfside. He's right there. I'm sure as hell no. He's staying in shape because he's a competitor. I mean, the guy's won a billion Super Bowls, and the Dolphins have him there as an insurance. And with the type of receivers and the type of runners that we have, he can just be a hike and throw guy. He won't get hit. Because you think of the Dolphins. With the defense they build, they brought in Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio brings in Ronaldo Hill, defensive coordinator, to be his assistant. You have Hill. You're drafting the speedster. You have Waddle. Tyreek Hill already said, I may retire in a couple of years. You think they're really counting on, on Mike White to, no. to be the, the backup? No. no. If Tua goes down and he goes Brady. down for the year, Brady, Tom Brady's going to come in. 30 million. At 46 years old. Let's go. 30 million. And he's going to play. We're gonna win right out the gate. <laughs> but Tua, I, I believe in Tua. I think we're gonna we're gonna win with Tua as long as he stays healthy. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. And one thing before I go, Mike. So my five year old son Anderson. Last year I took him to WWE SmackDown. Uh, when I came to the to the American Airlines Arena, I, I convinced Anna because Anna wasn't on board at first. No, oh, it's a little violent. I don't know if I want him seeing. And I'm like, listen, I started watching that when I was like four years old. It's fine. I knew, you know, not to grab a chair and smack another kid in the head. And I think Anderson knows that too. And Hulk Hogan was my guy. And Anderson went that day. And now Roman Reigns is the guy, the guy he likes. But one thing that happened was that it got me back into wrestling. I love WWE. I've been following it again like I used to back then, you know, when I was a kid. And then when I was in college at FIU when, with Stone Cold and NWCW with Goldberg and DDP and NWO and all that. And I'm following it. And this Saturday, they have um, Backlash at um, WWE WrestleMania Backlash, I think it's called. And it's in Puerto Rico. And Bad Bunny's fighting. Jesus. He's fought before. Hey, and he knows what he's doing. He's actually pretty good. But Bad Bunny's going to be fighting. And then the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes is fighting Brock Lesnar. Kardashian's going to be there. I'm sure they'll be there. I'm sure. Possibly. His novia, no? His girlfriend, Bad Bunny's girlfriend is one of hey, the Jenners, no? Jenner. Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. 
I'm sure she'll be there. That's his. Uh, that's yeah. his girl. But, but man, I got back into it, Mike, and and I talked to a couple of the dads there at uh, at at Team Brendan about, about wrestling. Danny Montenegro being one of them. He's a big wrestling guy. Got his kids into into wrestling too. And man, I, I just think they 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 do such a good product. And and you know, for people, and obviously it's scripted. Obviously, you know. And I tell Anderson, Papa, you know, this is like talk about it. They go out there, they put a show. But who do you know? You still want your guy to win, and you get into it and all that. But man, these guys—they're athletes, man. They're athletes. They're not afraid to put their body in in harm's way. The other day, in I think it was in WrestleMania, Finn Balor <clears throat> fought Edge, and he got cut, like sliced open. In the middle of the fight, they went and 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 stapled <laughs> stapled his head <laughs> with like I, I forgot how many staples. And he finished the match, and then they stitched him up after. Oh and he gosh. put some pictures on Instagram, and he had, I mean, it looked like they put an axe to his head. What? And this guy just wrestled with that. I remember Mankind, Mick Foley, uh, Mankind, Cactus Jack, yeah. you know, falling on thumbtacks from like 40 feet in, 40 feet in the air, you know, uh, because, and these guys do this every single week. You know, unfortunately, there is a cost to it. A lot of these guys get, yeah. you know, addicted to painkillers, have to use drugs to, to you know, soothe their pain, plus, you know, the, uh, the enhancers to look like like that, and a bunch of them have died throughout the years. Amanda, what's going on, man? You're going to getting back into wrestling. You got the SSK glove. You're taking hacks at the cages. Are I'm, you making I'm, a comeback? I'm making a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to the past. And I oh, have a copper head right there, so. Well, you're talking about making a comeback. You're going to back-to-back? Man, let's see. I play uh, Team White. So we got what? David the one Vela. seed is gold. The two seed is black. Three is green. Four is white. Four is white. Five We're is five. Uh, Kelly, Kelly Green. Green. Kelly Kapowski. Kelly. Six is uh, gray. And seven is Vegas gold. Vegas, so Vegas gold and gray play on Friday. They are going to battle it out. Battle, battle, battle it out. For the six seed. <laughs> For the six seed. And then that six um, seed plays green. Winner plays green. Um, Wilbur Reyes' team with the badass music, and White then plays uh, White plays Kelly Green. White plays you. Yep. What are you gonna do about Vela? What's up with Vela? Vela's, Vela, Vela's working hard, bro. He's, he's working hard, man. He's, that he's, guy. The team's working. That guy works. A lot of. Lot that guy of, works. A lot of. A uh, lot of practices. I love it. Good he's attendance. Out there, man. Good attendance. Yep. Can't stress that enough. This no, time Ve of year. Vela. Vela's a beast, man. He has that team, you know, sharpened. Yeah. Um, I like playing his team. You know, I think they bring out the best of us. They do. We, they do, and their parents are into it, and they like it. And we've uh, dropped both games by one run, man. Yeah. Walk off. Yeah, so. you've lost a lot of games by one run. A lot of the games have been close games, and then Gold and Black have the first round by the one and two seed. I and think we, Black was. Uh, if we win, we play Gold. Black was what eleven and one, eleven and two. Nine Black was ten, ten, ten and two. two. I think ten and two, and, and Gold Black was ten was, and two. Uh, nine two and one. Nine two and one. That's right. Because the they had with the Vela. Right. Black's a good team too, man. Yep. Black's a good team. They got a lot of good little disciplined ball players. They do, man. They you know? they have some they have some players. They make throws. They play good defense. That's yeah. a, that's a good team, man. That's a and good they team. we played them on Saturday. Yeah. They played a doubleheader. Yeah. Which, they which double I told I told uh, Chinea and 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 Albert Tamayo. I'm like guys, like badass. I'll those tell you kids what. So played two games, man. They had the doubleheader just because of how it ended up. They had their final right. home game on Saturday at 9 a.m. And then the previous Monday, they had the game against you. Get canceled. And we had today. This is the last week of the yep. season. Anything canceled gets piggybacked on Saturday. So they had the doubleheader. And I'm going to tell you what. And I put it in the coach's chat, and I know that you saw it. Next season, every team is going to have a doubleheader. It is a great experience for the parents. They bring their tents. They bring their in-between game foods. It's a different setup. You know you're going to be there, you know, three, four hours. It's pretty cool. But for the players, it's good. They won, you know, they, they tied one and won one, but, you know, it's it's good for them. Yeah, no, it's cool. You know, like, it's good for them. They learn something new. You see some kids get tired, start losing a little bit of focus, but next season I am going to I am gonna mandate that every team has a doubleheader in the instructional league. Look, when I, when I played at Pacual, um, I remember um, playing a game first thing in the morning, and then sometimes you'd have a, you know, you have a break, then a practice. And sometimes it would be a game, break, and practice. So we would finish a game, we get our bags, we would sprint to a little window, and Juan Pascual was there selling pizza yeah, quick. and a, a, quick. a soda. Quick. <laughs> you would drink it, you would grab a bag of M&M's, duck, 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 out to the next field. We would play. 
Armando, I never complained about the doubleheader. I don't know what the big deal is, why people make such big deal out of these kids playing doubleheaders. I don't think it's a big deal. If you're at the Margaritaville pool, kid's going to be out there for 10 hours. <laughs> if you're at the beach, the boat, kid's going to be out there for 10 hours. I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? I don't get bring, it. Bring a lot of water. I don't get the issue. Yeah, bring Gatorade. a lot of water, grind it out. It's just one day. It's not really a big deal, you know? Um, but I'll tell you what, I'm super proud of that black team. They did a great job with that double. They did, man. And listen, that's the team that has the most siblings that play on other DD teams. So logistically, they've been doing a hell of a job. Yep. So good luck to all the teams this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Let's see what happens. Let's finish strong. <laughs> Let's finish strong. And you know what's strong? This is strong. Super right strong. here. So this has been episode 33 of Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In, Mike. Great show. Hell of an, hell of an episode. Hell show. Great show. Great Next show. week, number 34. Hey, let everybody listen. Ricky Williams. Let everybody, all your friends listen. Tell them to let them tune know. in. Let them know. And we got to do a little giveaway soon. Soon. Let's do it. Let's do it. 